Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Hey, Trey. Can I scratch off one more item on my need list, and that is the wide receiver that Arkansas was potentially looking for in regards to Matt Landers committing to Arkansas over the weekend? I, th- I think you can, Randy. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's, I think it's uh, – Pretty good deal to get a guy that late. Sorry, my voice is a little bit gone, but it's it's pretty good deal to get a guy that late uh, of that caliber, 6'5", 200 pounds. Uh, originally enrolled at Georgia, played there for four years, redshirted one of those years. Played last season at Toledo. Um, had, what do you have, 20 catches for something like 500 yards. So he averaged like 25 yards a catch. So he's a guy that can definitely be a deep play threat. Um you know, they needed some help with that wide receiver room. So I, I kind of actually thought that they might have a guy that's like, you know, maybe a, a steady catch guy, you know, a guy that, you, you know, just catches everything more of a possession type. Not that he's, you know, not a possession type, but a guy that, you know, you could throw shorter passes to, but uh, kind of gone a little bit different direction than, than I thought. But it also in the same hand, you know, you got to go after the best guy available. So I think he's a guy that will help their, their wide receiver room and, uh, now it's start to time to start considering defensive tackles. Don't be surprised if they they look the JUCO route uh, for a defensive tackle. And you may be talking about Taylor Lewis from the College of the Canyons in Santa Clarita, California. Is that who you're talking about? Possibly. Originally, yeah, originally from Chicago. I would say I would say keep an eye on him. He's got some options out there, but he would be probably the top guy to to keep an eye on. Nobody just seems to really have emerged right now in the transfer portal like like was happening last year post-spring. I mean, as we've said, that all three of those guys who started for him last year came out of the transfer portal after the spring. Uh, but just not the same kind of luck there. Uh, but they need to add somebody. You know, I think there's there's questions with Torian Carter and his injury. Is he going to be able to make it back? Is it going to be a midseason comeback? Is he, you know, is it going to happen at all? Um, so there's some concerns there. So they need to they need to add some help. I know it's been said before, Trey, this seems to be the one position that is the most difficult to recruit to for SEC schools. Now, granted, Alabama, Georgia didn't seem to, seem to have any problems, but these guys that are down in the trenches, uh, it's, it's extremely difficult. That's what made John Ridgway such an incredible addition last year because that was a Georgia-Alabama-type addition. Is there not the same out there in the transfer portal this year? Have they already disappeared? Is I mean, uh, it just seems like you can't find that guy that's 6'6", 340 pounds, yet who could move and who has talent. Yeah, it just doesn't seem to be materializing. Now, you never know what might happen and later in the season stuff. I mean, of course, right now, at this point, you got to find grads you know, grad transfers if nobody, if they haven't entered the portal already. So, uh, because they won't be eligible after May 1st. So, um, 
Yeah, just not the uh, not the same activity at that position for whatever reason. So looks like they're going to go maybe a different route, try to find a guy out of junior college. They've got to get somebody regardless. I mean, even if it's just a body, I mean, they've got to find somebody because um, the numbers are down. You got to be able to go through a full practice. So. Yeah, that's that's kind of where they are right now. Trey, let's, let's look at the basketball portal real quick, and and must picking up another guy. Is that writing on the wall that Jalen Williams is not coming back? You think? Well, Jackson Robinson entered the portal right before. Yeah. So right now they're at fourteen guys. Um, I mean, so the twins still have to get fully cleared. I think that's going to happen. Um, you know, you still got Devo Davis and Kamani Johnson are the two returning guys. So if Jalen Williams comes back, that puts him at 14. So somebody would, would have to exit. I don't know if it says that for sure, but um, I still think it's probably 50-50 on Jalen. And the G League Combine begin today as I reach for my calendar to make sure I'm speaking. Today is the 16th. Yeah, today and tomorrow, J.D. Note is at that particular G League Combine. And then the best of the G League Combine will move on to the regular Combine, which is also in Chicago. Both of these are in Chicago. And uh, the actual scouting Combine, it begins today as well. I don't know what is involved that they would miss at the G League Elite Camp that they would miss at the scouting Combine. But the scouting combine goes uh, through the 22nd. So that is um, all this week, including next Sunday, the 22nd. So um, big week. This is the, this is kind of the week, Trey, at least I have been pointing to, believing, thinking that I think this will give clarification concerning Jalen Williams, Williams, whether or not he is going to return to Arkansas or not. At least that's that has always been my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's I think that's probably going to be a good indicator of, of what happens. I mean, he's got almost a month. Uh, it was a June thirteenth, so he's got June almost the first a month to do it. June, June the first is okay. when he's got to pull out. June first. That's the NCAA early. Yeah. So if he wants to return based on the NBA, so he could do an Isaiah Joe thing because the NBA is his 13th. So he could do an Isaiah Joe thing, announce um, that he's coming back, and then has you know 12 more days to decide by the NBA's deadline, which is kind of weird that they would do it that way. But that's yeah. He's got till June first. So hopefully he decides to come back and 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 that that happens. Um, and doesn't decide to hit the second deadline. But uh, I, I really think that he would be benefited by coming back in terms of, you know, where he would be. I think he would be a first round if he comes back, works on a few things, gets a little bit better shot from the, the three-point line. It's maybe a little bit more arc on that shot um, and, and becomes more consistent. And uh, I think that would probably be the best thing for, for him, his interest in terms of, um, you know, long-term versus – because we know that second-round contract, which is where most people are talking about him, um, you know, it's not guaranteed. And I think he would probably make a lot more money if he came back for another year. And bigger and stronger. That would be another yeah. reason to return, if nothing else, get bigger and stronger. Uh, Trey, 
uh, you'll need to do an update. The last one that I'm looking at, Danny did back on uh, the 16th of May, and that is the scholarship distribution. And if what I'm understanding now with Matt Landers, now he will sign a financial agreement. He is supposed to start school on May the 30th. Um, where does that put Arkansas in regards to scholarships? Now, I think 84. 84 is what I'm thinking. Yeah, 84 yeah. is the number. 84. So they got the one more spot to uh, uh, to fill, and you know that doesn't mean that they can't bring some guys in over the summer and put them on scholarship and count them ahead to the next class if they have um, spots open up, which you know is always a, a distinct possibility even this late that they'll still have spots open up. So. Um, right now, I think that uh, I think the plan would just be to add a defensive tackle and, and go from there. In regards to extending offers, Danny also did another story, and that was the fact that uh, 38 offers have been extended uh, in this spring evaluation period. And I don't know if this is by coincidence or otherwise, but it sure seems that Arkansas has been concentrating heavily on the state of Georgia. In fact, it leads uh, with offers with 11. Texas next at 9, Tennessee at 5, Florida, Missouri with 4, Alabama with 2. But is this as much based upon so much talent in the state of Georgia is this based upon the former ties, especially the multiple ties that Arkansas has on its staff to the state of Georgia? I mean, is, is what's well, kind of giving here, Trey, all the, all this attention at least seemingly has been on the state of Georgia? I think a few reasons. You mentioned a couple of them. They obviously have connections to the state with Jimmy Smith, Pittman, Scott Fountain. Um, those are obviously there. So – uh, the second one is just what you said, the talent level in the state of Georgia. I mean, Georgia is a big producer in the, in the SEC for talent. Um, the third reason would be the guys that they have on campus that they've recruited from Georgia. You know, we talked about Pooh Paul and Jaden Johnson and um, Cam Ball, you know, some of those guys who – and Rashad DeBinion, another guy that they really like. They, they have done well, um, you know, in terms of – hitting on those guys that they brought out of the state of Georgia. So that would probably be a big reason. It's, it is interesting, though, that Texas is right next door uh, and only has nine, but it is, it is the second most you know, that they've offered. I, th- I thought it was really interesting that they've offered exactly 19 on offense and exactly 19 on defense. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, so, so they have some balance there. And for what it's worth, it was also right officially announced that Rick's, Ricky Council the fourth is officially part of the Arkansas family. Again, he will have signed a um, financial agreement, but uh, he is officially part of the family. Now it's just a matter. He's got to be sure. And I'm guessing, Trey, the basketballers, along with any other footballers, uh, they will be for that first semester on May the 30th. That, that's I'm making that assumption, but I'm guessing Ricky Council will be here on the 30th to start summer school. 
Yeah, I haven't heard of anybody that's uh, that hasn't enrolled already that isn't enrolling um, for summer school. So hopefully that'll stay the same. And they're actually got a couple weeks off. Can you imagine that before the summer school starts? Some of these guys actually maybe get to go home for a while. That's unusual, isn't it? In, in this day and age, it, it certainly is. I mean, you better take advantage of every opportunity to get to go home because, I mean, <laughs> there's, yeah. hey. you can go home at certain times, but not if you want to play. That's right. Finals are over. And graduation was this past Saturday, and so school doesn't start again until May 30th. That's a couple weeks, this week and next week. Enjoy it. Yeah. But you got to think about it. On the other hand, uh, the footballers really have a little advantage, maybe a huge advantage, talking about going home uh, over the basketball guys. I mean, once the basketball guys seemingly hit campus, when do they really have time to go home? Yeah. Basically, just before the fall semester starts, they might have about a week after summer school's over. They'll have about a week. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You think about Well, actually, they may, they're not going to have that. They're not going to have that because they're going to be in Europe. Oh, that's so, true. So once they get here, they're, they're here because if they go to Europe in August – that means they'll start practicing for that. I'm sure the NCAA gives some kind of date. They do. Again, we've seen no release on this yet, but we're going to believe they're going to be practicing in July to go play in August. So once the basketball players get here on May 30th, enjoy the season because they're here. Randy, I'm drawing a blank on Ricky Council. Fill me in. Well, he's the latest. He's from Wichita State. Right? Okay, okay, gotcha. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Okay, all right. He is the most recent edition and Trey was talking about Jackson Robinson well it was like on what Wednesday that uh, Jackson Robinson says he's in the transfer portal then on Thursday we hear about Ricky Council and his commitment so um, it kind of went hand in hand apparently but uh, he has officially inked his financial agreement and again part of the basketball program um, Trey I'm not sure this is the uh, always the definitive word but for what it's worth Vegas has set the odds uh, Vegas insider at least has set the odds for Arkansas's upcoming season at seven and a half I'll take the over give me the over yeah well, that's one of the th- few times you can be quick, right? Season, I'm taking that. Yeah, one of the few times you can <laughs> right. be fairly quick on that, isn't it? Seven and a half, you, you, you got to think Arkansas can win eight or more. I think so. Yeah, you think ten. Total? You think ten, don't you? I think nine or ten, yeah. yeah. Head to the bank. Head to the bank. Make the withdrawal. <laughs> Put the money down. <laughs> I might have to do that. <laughs> well, the only thing is I'd be careful about those guys that are making those odds, they make more money than the people that bet on them. So you got to be a little bit yeah, careful. Yeah. So you're thinking yeah, they know something that – kind of stuff in real life. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. To me, your whole bet, if, if you're betting on over 7.5, your whole bet could come down to the season opener. 
If Arkansas yeah, beats Cincinnati, really if Arkansas beats Cincinnati, you're thinking, okay, it's gonna be, it's gonna be eight or more. If they don't, then you're, uh oh, you know, it could be a lot tougher than you think. That first game's about as pivotal a first game as Arkansas has played in a while. But you always say, it Rick, really it's is. just one yeah. game. It is, but I'm talking about if you're betting on winning eight or more. It's just one game. You're exactly right. But if it's a whole different deal if you're if you're betting on large success during the season. What game do you guys think will have the the best atmosphere this season? That's a candidate. Oh. Number one is a candidate. That that's a candidate. I think Alabama. If if Arkansas fans really think. At that point, that the Hogs have a chance to beat Alabama, then I think that atmosphere will be amazing. No, no question. If they get to that point and they feel like it, yes. Um, obviously, we've seen Alabama come to town and the crowds have been dismal before when, right. uh, when Arkansas was on hard times. But I agree. I think the Cincinnati game has a chance to be really big because it's the first one of the year. I think there were 64,000 at the opener last year. Um, against was it Rice, right? Yeah. Rice, Rice, yeah. Um, Big difference. So though. Cincinnati's a much bigger opponent. Sixty-four thousand, yeah. pretty good crowd, especially yeah. counting them the way that. We hey, but it's now. Labor Day weekend. That first game's always Labor Day weekend, so you're going to lose some, no matter who the opponent is. Open them. It's du- better than deer season. It's opening them dub right. season, though, Randy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then it ought to be a really peaceful <laughs> atmosphere, shouldn't it? Yes, if it's dub season, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I would have said, Trey, and, and, but it comes so late in the season that you're not sure how good either team will be. But I think sometimes you now say this regardless, though. LSU is yeah. always believing oh, it's going to be, be a good. great That's atmosphere. Right. But, but it's November but, the 12th. But Arkansas believes it can beat LSU every time they come. Whether they win or not, they believe it. If they really think Arkansas could beat Alabama – that, that'll be a whole different deal. Now, remember one year that they really thought all right, they were going to beat Alabama in the first play Alabama ran 80 yards right up the middle for a touchdown? You, you can't be deflated like that early in the game. But if you really think you got a chance to win, that crowd will be something else. I think that was Williams that ran the touchdown, wasn't it? Yeah, right up the middle. So you got Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State, Alabama, and you get a pretty big gap. And then you get Liberty. LSU, Ole Miss. Those are the home guys. Pretty nice home schedule. Yeah, it's the best, one of the best ever, if not the best. Yeah, I just, Raymond, just gotten back to my seat after getting my Pepsi and my popcorn <laughs> uh, in the press box. and uh, yeah, No more Pepsi. Hallelujah. No more Pepsi. Yes. Are you some excited about had, that, Trey? Some of us had that as the first thing to talk about on Drive Time Sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rick opened with that today, Trey, to tell you how important that was to Rick. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a big deal. Not, is it? I, I mean, I, I find it interesting, I guess, how big a deal it is. It's like, you know, there's people who are going to get mad at me, but like Miller Light and Bud Light, like, is it really that big a deal? <laughs> I know. Uh, yes, Coke and Pepsi, big difference. Uh, uh, Miller, Miller likes a big it, it, deal. It is. I, I big get difference. that there's a difference, but <laughs> yeah. is there a the difference to the level of that you would spit one out onto the ground and people will? Like, is it like, so yeah. bad? Like, oh, my gosh, this is a 7-Up, and I was expecting a Sprite. Well, 7-Up you know? and Sprite, are, I, mean, like, I don't see a big difference there. But I'll tell you this, like Trey. People are like, hey, don't give me that. I'm not on one of the Camel cigarette. I want a Marlboro. 
you know. Like, uh, well, I don't know anything about that, but I'm giving, you know, here, here's, <laughs> just remember this. Do you remember when, when Hunter Urichek got hired? I don't know if you saw this, but Chuck Barrett did a walk and talk with him up and down the field at Razor, Reynolds Razorback Stadium. And he said, what have you learned about the Arkansas fans? You know what the first thing he said was? They care what they, like they drink at the games. No, he didn't mention yeah. Coke or Pepsi. That was the first thing he mentioned about. Uh, so I bet Hunter Urichek is jumping up and down right now. You, you made mention of Miller Lite. I'm going to tell this quick story. So I'm at the Holiday Bowl in San Diego. Wow, you may have to save, this, save the story. Yeah, you'll have to save it for a moment. Wow. Trey, we're sorry. We get into Coca-Cola hey, instead of the Razorbacks. I, pre- I prefer Coke, too. Yeah, I'm not going to spit Pepsi on the floor. I'd well, I wouldn't spit anything. No, I, I wouldn't put it in my cup, so I <laughs> no. can't spit it on the floor. There, there are go. people who have that sentiment. It's a good wow. story, Trace. Hang, hang around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of HogSports.com being brought to you by Asher Records.